happy fourth of july and welcome back to another exciting episode of the rocketeer minute where each and every day monday through friday we go over one minute of the greatest adventure movie walt disney ever made the 1991 joe johnston directed film the rocketeer i'm one of your hosts jim o'kane of tvdads.com and i'm hal bryan an airplane nerd from the experimental aircraft association here in oshkosh wisconsin and jim on the show there are guests and there are guests and today we have we have a guest. We are so lucky to have uh, a multi-talented hyphenate actor, director, producer, singer, um, someone who's been in just about everything. You take a look at her IMDb record, you see everything from, as a kid, Police Story, Love Boat, Different Strokes, After School Specials, Magnum P.I., on up through uh, what many know her best for as uh, the amazing Jan Levinson and Jan Levinson Gould on The Office. But to us, of course, she will always be the singer in the South Seas Club. So uh, with that, welcome, Melora Harden. What a pleasure to have Hi. you. Hi. Thanks, guys. Pleasure to be here. You know, Jim keeps telling me, he keeps texting me saying, don't gush, don't gush. But <clears throat> we don't <laughs> get this chance every day. <laughs> yeah, we don't get this chance every day. I've got to say <laughs> that uh, i got to tell you two things right out of the gate. Number one, I, I feel like I've been waiting more than half my life just for the chance to say thank you. So oh. thank you for the performance uh, in this film. Your your version of Begin the Begin to me is definitive. It's the reason I love Cole Porter to this day. It has never been off of my, you know, probably Walkman, <laughs> CD burner, and now up through my iPhone. It's uh, it's uh, always been close by, and it's it's always been just part of the tapestry of my life. So uh, well, I'm sure on behalf of many sweet, people listening. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe you were the one that wrote me that lovely fan letter when the movie came out. <laughs> There was Probably. one guy who wrote me like one of the most lovely fan letters I've ever received about my version of Begin the Begin. <laughs> so. I wish I could take credit for that. I think I was a little shy. Although I, when I ordered a copy of uh, a copy of your CD per uh, several years ago, I think I put a, a, at least a modest note in there. But uh, oh. but again, I heard Jim's voice even back then. Don't gush. Don't gush. <laughs> <laughs> No, gushing is nice. You know, we're is performers. It? We we need the applause. We love the applause. So that's very sweet. And you can gush all you want. <laughs> well, I've got about 20 pages worth right here. This should only take about two or three hours for me to get through point by point. Um, I, did have, let me I think commit. we've only got a minute. but <laughs> Yes, I know. We've only, we've only got a, a short period of time. Let me just say one act of blasphemy and then we can we can move on. And that is. Uh, I will go on record as saying that your your version of this song to me is orders of magnitude better than Ella Fitzgerald's. Oh, and my I, goodness. I, I realize I'll probably be struck by lightning, but I don't care. I stand by it. I mean it uh, with all sincerity. Uh, wow. Oh, that's really lovely. That's amazing. You've made my week, my year, my month. <laughs> you've made my – oh, I just went backward. I went up and then down again. Uh, you've made my week, my month, and my year is what I meant to say. <laughs> We're recording in May an episode that's going to air in July, and we're taking 20 minutes to talk about one minute of film. So I think we're pretty comfortable with the concept of messing with time uh, right around here. Okay, good. We're totally <laughs> fine with it. Okay. I, I, okay. Can't, I, I can't imagine that any, like, like as a singer, it can't be any anything better than to appear in a, you know, a big band ballroom on, on screen, uh, coming up from behind a giant scallop with a... <laughs> three foot tall illuminated pearl in a in a beautiful flowing white gown and just walking up to that microphone and belting out begin the begin that must have been just just a great feeling i would think yeah that's pretty much about as good as it gets there's no doubt about that um 
yeah, it was it was incredible to you know just that the whole visual of that set was on the actual Disney backstage lot, and it was so beautiful the way they made the South Seas Club, and I mean it was it really was like a it was like being in a fantasy. It really was really like that. <laughs> Wow. It, it, it was an enormous set. I mean, even though I'm sure it was it was playback and stuff, just be able just being able to be there and and do that performance in front of all those extras and, and that the set looked like it was three stories tall. I mean, it looks it definitely looks full size. So it must have been, I think, one of the biggest sets in this movie. Yeah, it was gigantic. It was it took up an entire soundstage. Wow. Uh, how long? Which, if anyone's ever been to those, those are big. They're oh, very big. Oh yeah. yeah. How long yeah. Uh, were you working on on? Uh, on on the set there how long did did it take to film your scenes uh my scene i think it i think it really was just uh i'm thinking about it i think it was just one day um yeah i think it was one day we did both songs in one day um and it was really really fun and uh you know both both jennifer um Connolly and I were in those incredibly beautiful dresses, uh, and I remember yes, one point. Yes, we're familiar um, with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> they are so stunning, and I and I, uh, you know, getting the getting that even just the you know the actual development of you know all of that the the way that it all came about and and then the way that you know they built that dress for me and you know built that dress for her. It was like the costume designer was incredible. Um, and you know, everything was just so meticulously done. Uh, my dress had all these beautiful hand sewn crystals all over them and the feathers. And it was just, it was just, the whole thing was just like top notch and beautifully, incredibly, uh, incredibly well done. So it was quite fun. And, and Jennifer and I remember at one point we, we were just, we were like both dancing in our, in our white dresses together, like, like as if we were, you know, I don't even know why we started doing that. Must They must have been playing some music or something, <laughs> or maybe they were playing my song. I don't remember, but it was really funny. Um, but yeah, the, the, it was a very nice experience. The, the day was lovely, and it was really just that set was just like, you know, you, know, you just, you get like your girlish giddies. You feel like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, I'm in the movies, you know. <laughs> you don't always Jim and I are both way. experiencing that right now. Yeah. I promise. You. <laughs> right? I definitely have the girlish kitty. You can hear it in my voice. Yeah. The girlish yeah, kitty. It, it does. It, it looks like prom night times ten thousand. The way the, the way that that one little I scene. Know. Is, and, I uh, know. It's funny because I started acting professionally when I was six years old, and I and I literally have just a few, like a handful of, of I've been on so many sets and you know done so many things and so many movies, but I really do have a few. Uh, standout moments like that, like, you know, the scene in the South Seas Club where you really do have that moment of, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm in the movies because it is so magical and there is something so kind of otherworldly about it. It's sort of like I remember, you know, uh, standing on, on the back lot at 20th Century Fox when I was a kid, um, and, and seeing the whole, like, New York facades that they had and at that time and, you know, just, there's times like that where you really do kind of have that wonderful Hollywood glamour of even though you're in it, because when you're in it, it really is very different and you don't, you really don't get to have that as much as um, I think other people on the outside do. So it's really fun that this was one of those times that certainly I walked in and went, wow. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, I, now you, so cool. you, you were a backlot kid in that. I, I mean, you, I, I was assuming that you would follow your, your dad, uh, Jerry Harden, around to, to his, his work, or at least he'd take you to the, to, to the office sometimes. So this must be like, you must be inoculated against most of it, I would think, in, in terms of just seeing how, <laughs> how it's being made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it is, I mean, as a kid, it certainly was always fun to kind of be working like when I was doing Little House on the Prairie or I was doing, you know, where you'd get to kind of go in and out of the of the sets and the facades. And it was always really fun to kind of explore and, you know, and it just, uh, but, uh, but yeah, you, you, that's why I say like, it is true that there's, there's only those little, those, those handfuls of, of times when you really like have that, that big aha excitement moment. And, um, I think in a way I'm, maybe I'm getting more of those moments now. <laughs> like the, the older I get, the more I'm like, everything kind of blows me away. <laughs> maybe that's part of, uh, of getting, um, you know, sort of getting, uh, I don't know, more connected with your, with your passion or something over time. I don't know. Well, now, now that you're spending a lot of time on the other side of the camera, being being a director, by the way, I, I saw your uh, your Paula Cole video was astounding. I, I love that video. That was amazing. It was really just very charming, oh. and it, it, it was a nice update. Yeah. And, My wife got really excited about seeing that as well. She loves the song, and I, I think that that helped a little bit with the sort of the jealousy of me hopping up and down. I get to talk to Laura Harden. I get to talk to Laura Harden. <laughs> Honey, look at this video she did. Look, she's a professional. This is totally fine. So, anyway. <laughs> She was, uh, she was, she really, really loved it. We both did. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Well, I'll tell Paula. She'll be really happy about that too. It was a, it was a lot of fun for us. She's one of my very best friends. And so it was pretty exciting, um, uh, to, to work together in that capacity and to come to find out that we actually are not just great friends, but we actually are really great collaborators. And, uh, that doesn't always work out that way with friendships. (laughs) Wow. So, well, right. well, it was beautiful, sweet, and charming. Just to let just to let you know, if you if you you were saying about uh, performers needing feedback, it was it was an excellent <laughs> an excellent video. Um, oh well, I will I will tell her that. Thank you, thank you very much for saying so. Wow. Now uh, I have to I, I have to allow one question from Hal because uh, Hal always presses <laughs> to uh, to it, it, for some reason someday in the future we're going to have to do the Iron Eagle minute. So I think Hal might have one Iron Eagle question. So, <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah. Don't do don't do the Iron Eagle minute. Really don't. Really. Oh my God. But you can certainly do you can do the question right now. <laughs> so you you've got to understand I've been a pilot my, pretty much my entire life. I'm second generation, been around airplanes, and in particular old airplanes, vintage airplanes and stuff. So that's one of the many many reasons the Rocketeer resonates with me so much. Um, sure. but of course, Jim put me totally on the spot. All I can think of right now, if you've seen the Saturday Night Live, the old Saturday Night Live sketches with Chris Farley doing the really really bad interviews. Have, um, he's uh, just uh, he, he's just super yes. nervous. So all I've really yes, got, Laura, yes, is, is incredible. I, I'll give you this: it's um, remember that time when you were an Iron Eagle. That would be my question, and then I will tell you that was awesome. So. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I was excited about doing Iron Eagle, and it was going to be a big, big, you know, big, big movie, and I think it actually did quite well. I, the thing that I have a bad taste in my mouth about Iron Eagle is that it was, um, you know, it was, it was sort of directed by by Sidney Fury, who didn't bother to to tell me at that time. That was before cell phones. And I went to the screening of it in Westwood, which they I think they rented out two theaters in Westwood to do like a big premiere of the movie, which I went to. And um, 
and for whatever reason, he didn't bother to to let me know that I'd been cut out of like ten scenes in oh, the movie. No. So it was very painful thing for me at that time to sit there in the movie theater, kind of counting my scenes that were gone. <laughs> so note to self: track down the uh, the Iron Eagle deleted scenes with <laughs> yeah. uh, with Mormal or Hardy. Yeah, I wonder if you can even find them. I mean, it was really um, it was it was really fun, and it, they actually the character in the love story between my character and Jason Gedrick's character was actually really quite sweet, but I guess they wanted more airplanes and more blowing up, and I understand <laughs> that they were appealing to you, Hal. You have closure, I understand, yes. Yeah. As a 17-year-old at the time, I got to say, I was right on the line, you know, girls okay. or airplanes. That was, yeah, uh, why not? That was a very conflicted point. I'm going to put my feet up. Maybe we can talk more about my childhood here, just a little bit. <laughs> you can help me through this once and for all. Well, I, uh, okay. I did have a, a question back, sort of coming back to uh, the, the Rocketeer minute at hand. Um, and that is, uh, you know, Jim mentioned sort of mentioned this being playback. And, you know, maybe not everybody listening is is as familiar with sort of the inner workings of how how a picture is put together. So obviously this is in this scene, this is you singing, but this is you singing on something, uh, something that was pre-recorded. That's right. Right. So right. you're, you're on the set. They say quiet on the set. They start playback and then you're obviously hearing it because everybody's sort of miming to it appropriately. But I always wondered what, what else are you hearing? Does it sound rich and full and lush? Is it just loud enough that you can hear it and know what the words are? Or what's, what, what's that environment actually like? Um, well, I mean, you've obviously, you've gone and done it. You know, right. that's number one. So, right. so you know, I worked on it. I, there was an incredible ra- arranger from the 40s named Billy May. Um, wow, Billy you May. know, he, he arranged it, yep, and uh, and worked with me uh, privately in his home. And then with the 80-piece orchestra, I'd never sung with a gigantic orchestra. That was my first time. I have since then, luckily, been able to do that. But I, at that time, I really hadn't. And I and also, his, his arrangement is so complex and wonderful a lot of the uh da, 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 you know that kind yeah. of those horns that you don't you know as a uh whatever i was at the time i don't know i was very young but i mean i just was sort of like i remember hearing those horns and going like oh my god where's the melody <laughs> where's the melody <laughs> and uh it was so cute because billy may was like you know he he was still recording the violins when i walked in to do my recording session and um and I walked in and he said, go ahead and get in the, the vocal booth and, you know, you can sing along if you want. And so I uh, I started singing along and completely got lost because I was just so fascinated and just so mesmerized by these incredible parts that the horns were playing and the, you know, the clarinets were playing and the, and uh, that I was like, when they begin, they begin. <laughs> I, just, I just got lost and it was horrible. Um, and then, uh, and he was so sweet and all the, you know, all the musicians all shuffle out and, and they were all amazingly lovely to me and saying how good I sounded, even though I, I must not have sounded good, but I guess they could hear my voice through the, uh, through the melodic mess up. And then, uh, and then James Horner, um, you know, and I went to the piano and turned the lights out and in this recording studio and everybody was gone. And he and I, we just sat there and he played it for me on the piano because I was so freaked out that I had, <laughs> that I had lost the melody line um, in all of the uh, hoopla that he, that he played it for me. And I just sang it there with, with James Horner. And I'll never forget that because, you know, that was a pretty amazing moment. Um, with Joe Johnston sitting in the in the vocal in the uh, the uh, engineering booth and uh, just sort of listening and then and then uh, we sang through it once and then James went into the booth and then they turned on the track 
and I sang with the orchestra, and that was it. Are you wow. serious? One take. Yeah, we did that was both one of the take? songs in one take. Yeah. Oh Actually, I gosh. think When Your Lover Has Gone, we may have done twice. But Begin the Begin, we did it one time after I sang it with um, with James on the piano. Wow. Stunning. And, and I've been listening to this for more than 25 years. And, and <laughs> so the return on investment, I guess, must be really pretty good. <laughs> yeah. that, is, that just blows my mind. I think wow. that was one take. Hey, you should come back. Well, oh, we worked for weeks and, and tried everything. <laughs> not, that, not, not that you don't have the talent to take it in one, of course. But wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> it was, was pretty cool. Amazing. It was pretty cool, I have to say. And then, um, you know, and then when you're listening back, I still sing along. You know, when you're on the set, you still, you still sing. Because if you don't sing, um, you know, the veins in your neck and, you know, your tongue doesn't move the same way or your veins don't move the same way, your larynx doesn't move this. Nothing looks really real uh, if you're not actually making that sound. So, yeah, so I definitely sing along. And, um, and that particular scene, they did have it, they had it blasting through the whole uh, South Seas Club because they needed a lot of things to be happening. Um, and, you know, and then when they were doing my close up stuff, they would, um, they still would have it, would come, have it coming out loud. I've done, I've done other stuff where I've lip synced to myself, uh, well, or sung to myself. And that's, I've done that where I've heard it in my ear. I've had like an earpiece in, but the people outside haven't heard, they're not hearing what I'm hearing. I'm hearing the whole track. And they're actually recording for sound. Like I did a series called Wedding Band for a while that was on uh, TNT and that, that I in that one I sang and uh, the people that were sitting in the audience had to just hear me basically singing a cappella because I was singing out, but they wanted to record my vocal live and uh. they and then they put the track in later. But that was different than that was different than uh, Rocketeer. I, I have a, I have another question not related to singing but to acting. Was it hard stepping up on that clam when you were coming? Around? I, I was thinking <laughs> that would be. Uh, you're, and you're, is it not technically an oyster, Jim? I don't know, but it, it's kind of... <laughs> I think it is it, an oyster. Yeah, I feel oyster, like we, isn't it? You know, but it's kind of a scallop shape, so I'm, I'm all confused. Oysters. I think oysters yeah, make Yeah, it pearls. does look like a clam. Anyway, like back a clam. to... There is a pearl in it. You're right. right. So it's maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> so back to this episode of the Mollusk Minute. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> we, we do have different themes, Melora. Anyway, Jim, yeah. Yeah. your yeah, question. I was, I, I was just thinking... stepping up out of whatever it is. You're stepping up in this long flowing yes. gown that's, that's rather clingy, and you're you're trying not to fall into the swimming pool while while doing this and, <laughs> and getting the steps right. That must have been quite a, quite a feat. I was... Well, I remember that there were a few steps and they were pretty steep. Um, but really, once you get once you get, you know, I'm a dancer. And so it, it really is, even though it's just walking, it really is just choreography. And so, you know, obviously, when you're doing any kind of choreography, you have your shoes to contend with, you have your costume to contend with. And, you know, um, different shoes and different costumes make you, you know, dance the dance differently. And so, um so I had to just I just sort of walked it a few times without without anything. I think I walked it quite a few times actually to kind of get a sense of how the steps needed to go, how also, you know, timing it right cuz they wanted me to arrive at a certain time at the mic and um and uh you know, getting the the clarinet uh the band leader to step out of the way at the right moment cuz he's standing on one of those discs as I walked down. <laughs> So, um, so there was, you know, there was, there was choreography in, in that. And I kind of, um, I kind of just worked that out in my brain, but I'm, I'm often very grateful for my dance background in moments like that. 
Wow. I've got I've got one other question about this particular scene. Um, is that you in the background when we switch to the Timothy Dalton and Jennifer Connelly scenes, or is there a stand-in Melora uh, on the stage? Oh no, that's me. No, oh, I was okay. there. Yep. It's, that's it's me. all you. Yep. Okay, you do your own stunts. That's all. Okay. Do I do my own stunts. stunts yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Well, this yeah, this has been fantastic, and uh, we, we're going to have you back in in just a few weeks to talk about the uh, the other song that you're in. So so please stay tuned. Uh, but Malori, right now you're working on a project uh, that should be premiering shortly. I think uh, on the 11th uh, on on Freeform. And if if let's, yeah. let's talk about that a little bit. What, what's that about? Uh, it's called the Bold Type, and it is. Um, uh, inspired by the life of uh, Joanna Coles, who was the editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan magazine, and my character is sort of uh, inspired by Joanna. And I play the editor-in-chief of a Cosmo-type magazine called Scarlet Magazine. Um, and the the show is sort of sexy and fun and in the world of fashion and love and romance, and but also uh, really tackling a lot of women's issues, a lot of current modern-day uh, issues for women and um, and I play a very empowering boss so I really love that about her she sets a high bar but she's a great example to young people that are looking to either become a boss that has integrity and uh, a heart or to have a boss like that so I feel like a lot of women bosses on TV are portrayed as either uh, bitches and mean and angry and assholes or they're you know sort of uh, or they have like sort of the perfect family life and then they're really a, a failure at work. Um, I know a lot of women that are really successful at both their love lives and their and their work lives uh, and do it in a very graceful and uh, pretty powerful way. So I'm very I'm very pleased to be to be a, that kind of a woman on television that's not conniving and manipulating and but is really um, you know working towards the the goal of making a great magazine but also empowering her young employees. Cool. Well, it sounds like an intriguing show, and that, that'll be on the 11th on Freeform TV. So uh, that's right. Awesome. Wow. Well, great. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well, great. Well, uh, let's uh, let's hold off the rest of our conversation. I've got a bunch of other questions about things going on in the show, but we'll <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that in a few weeks. But uh, but thanks so much for being on being on our episode. This is exciting. Hal and I can both have a nice quiet lie down for a little bit and wait wait for a couple of weeks. <laughs> a new one comes up. Uh, I have the vapors. It's true. <laughs> Oh, well, thanks, you guys. It was, wow. it was a pleasure, and I'll talk to you soon. Yes, yes. And uh, for those of uh, you that are listening in the audience that uh, want to leave uh, in, uh, polite and kind conversations uh, on our social media, we're available on a number of different sources. You can go to Twitter, uh, Rocketeer Minute. You can go to uh, Facebook, the Rocketeers Bulldog Cafe. Just look for that in, in Facebook. And, of course, the great big website that we have at uh, rocketeerminute.com where you can uh, catch up on previous episodes or if you're listening to this and it's far and you know it's it's long after our show's ended, you can go skip ahead and find out where the other uh, Melora episode is. So uh, keep keep listening. And uh, if you're on uh, iTunes and Google Play, just subscribe to Rocketeer Minute. You can get this delivered hot and fresh every day, Monday through Friday, first thing in the morning. Uh, so anyway, we'll pick this up with uh, some more information tomorrow as we uh, watch uh, Jenny get. Uh, uh, not quite seduced by by Neville Sinclair, but uh, tune in tomorrow for some more exciting and and and, and a, a very sweet background music by Melora, as always, uh, continuing back in the beginning. So uh, join us here tomorrow on the Rocketeer Minute. Until next time, over and out. When they begin. The sound of music.
When they begin